Welcome to the bonus episode of Pinch to Zoom, episode five. We are unpacking Samsung's unpacked event. I'm Stetson. And I'm still Gabe. And let's just dive right into it. All yeah. right, Gabe, what are your immediate reactions of the Galaxy S10? Whoa, squirrel over the... No, never mind. My immediate reaction... Well, actually, I want to talk about the event first because, I mean, yeah, everyone wants to talk about the phones and you can Google the phones and just look up all the specs and stuff. But I personally watched the full event. Did you watch the event? Or? I, I didn't. I had class. I wasn't able to catch it. So I'm curious. Let's let's talk about this event. Um, what well, what'd you I think about it? Well, I honestly think you missed a really good event. Um, what what made this one good? Well, it was, I don't know. It, was, it kind of felt like they actually had enough to announce. So many of these keynotes that even Apple, I mean, Apple was the originator, the OG keynote. You yeah, know, I love that. With Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. You can't. He was the best. He I mean, was, that, that's in our intro because he was the king of the keynotes. He had the, it was like the Steve Jobs, like the force field or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely saying that wrong, but he could encapture with his, with his turtleneck, his yeah. jeans and his white uh, New Balance. Yep. He rocked it. Uh, he engrossed people and it was always, I love watching those. Um, but Samsung apparently had a good keynote this time. So what? It, like, it was a good keynote. I wouldn't, it's not like, it's kind of like they do it differently, like they do their phones. Yeah. So it doesn't have the same feel as an Apple, but watching it, you know, they released how many different phones today? They had the Samsung Fold, the S10, S10 Plus, S10e, and then the S10 5G. Oh, wow. So that's five different phones. So so this was a packed Samsung oh. Galaxy Unpacked so event. So they were literally finally unpacking it. Yeah, it, well, it felt like finally they were delivering on the promise of like, we're holding this event, you know, for stuff to happen to like talk about big stuff. And usually it's like, oh, here's a new phone that has like a slightly higher megapixel camera. Yeah, here's the same phone design. Here's a spec bump. And uh, here's like an accessory to go along with it. And here we got some celebrity to come in and like say some cool things. So boom, there, be happy. And lights, music. And it's a thousand dollars more. Like, like you know, that's what it, it feels like all the time. But this one, you know, they were talking about because it it's the tenth phone, so they were like kind of, kind of harking back the ten years of you know the Galaxy phones, what we've built up to, and then what are we going to be going forwards? And I think we're on the the you know the line of where five G is just coming in. We're on the line of these new foldable phones, possibly. So it really felt like this was like a kind of a big deal. This this is a big event for Samsung. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it didn't have the like maybe the I don't know what the grandiose and like carefulness and like I I don't know what the word is of like the Apple events have. I I guess to me, I watched a little bit of it, some clips on YouTube. and for me, it, I felt like it lacked a little bit of enthusiasm from the audience. Like uh, the announcer would make a comment about some amazing new feature and the audience would be silent. They wouldn't know when to, to cheer, to be excited about something. And it was funny. They announced some feature relating to, I think, the hinge of the Galaxy Fold. And that was like people didn't know when to clap. And then they announced like the colors and people just went nuts. And it was just so weird to me. Um, yeah, I think what was there was one... One of they had I was also watching for the diversity of like the presenters. They did a pretty good job of like they had three or four female, um, you know, heads of the companies or like whatever divisions coming out to present. But one of them, she would just she was like not having it. So she would just start clapping for when she wanted them to clap it was probably was a good thing because it let people know. But it, you know, it didn't have that excitement of an Apple event where people are, you know, they announce 
that just one of the colors and people are already like standing Not ovation. Sta- yeah, standing like, ovation. Yeah, so it wasn't quite as the big excitement and like such a big deal. It kind of felt like, you know, a couple of kids on the corner got together and tried to throw a really, you know, tried to copy an Apple thing. So it kind of had this like, you know, it was kind of it was kind of an endearing quality to it, the whole event. Um, but I was really impressed that they had the head of Instagram and the head of Verizon both were there. Because as I don't know if you know, they've had some, they did some really good integrations with Instagram in the S10 cameras that in the cameras, if you go into right into the cameras, you take a picture in this one mode or whatever, and it's already like, you can just post right to Instagram from there. You have the filters. So basically you have Instagram's camera integrated heavily into the S10, which is a huge deal. That's amazing. And only uh, Samsung or Google with running Android could really pull this off. I don't see Apple doing that at all. And that's cool. So It was interesting energy at the event, but a very big event for Samsung nonetheless. Do you want to just dive into the phones, like what we saw announced? I think, yeah, that's probably the best best case scenario. I think we've got, like I said, five phones. So it's let's just work through them. I mean, should we do it in the order that they announced them? I I don't know the order. Okay, so first thing they came out and they got it. I mean, for one, there was so many leaks about this event. I actually stopped reading them because I wanted to be able to have a little surprise left, but essentially people knew most of the stuff about these phones uh they came out right away and started talking about the galaxy fold because that was the big hyped one yeah that probably what people wanted to learn about the most yeah there really wasn't that much known about it and and i could actually see this too if you have people live blogging or live tweeting suddenly the galaxy fold is official that could generate a lot of buzz and attention for the other phones they then announced yeah that's kind of that's the headliner of the event really so just Rather than save it, well, they they did they kind of had a one more thing moment with the five G phone, but we'll get to that later. So this was really, boom! Here's this new phone, you know, one four point six inch display on the front, seven point one inch display on the back. It's their new AMOLED thing. The thing about this phone that I want to know, well, it starts at nineteen hundred eighty dollars. When they said that, there was an audible gasp from the crowd, and I think some people like were groaning, like it was pretty bad. I mean, there was not them not people not applauding but there was this moment was pretty cringy yeah i I actually saw that um clip of them announcing the galaxy fold and to me this was just a really funny interaction again as i mentioned they went nuts for the colors and were like confused during other parts of it um and my question for you is this a phone or is it a tablet well i think they would tell you it's both that's the, the thing it was interesting i heard their language they would say and instead of using a tablet, I can watch Netflix on my Galaxy Fold. Exactly. And instead of making a phone or bringing my phone with me, I can just bring my Galaxy Fold. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It, it didn't seem like it was either. It's kind of paving the way for what I guess they're marketing. Well, is I an, think this is how they're going to justify category. their yeah. $1,900 price, price is basically by saying, well, see, instead of buying a phone and a tablet, you now have both in one device. That's right? interesting. And they kept saying luxury uh, device because they really want to push that it is like a luxury device so they were very you could definitely tell that they were trying to be like 1980 dollars. it's worth it like they were trying to push that really justified to the audience yeah and it had 12 gigs of ram a 7 nanometer processor 512 gigabytes of yeah. onboard storage two batteries i thought that was really cool well it's it's because basically because it folds obviously they couldn't put a battery right in the middle so it's two batteries technically but they worked very well to incorporate them in with technology and software to make them 
operate as one battery. I, I thought that was amazing. Um, six cameras, right? Yeah, six camera system. Where where are the cameras on this? Do you know? I I really honestly am probably not going to be able to figure it out until I get one of these or in my hands, go into a store, try it out because I Unfolded. was a little confused, right? Yeah, it's basically, if you think about it, they need to always have a camera in the front and in the back. So when it's a phone, right, you have one on the outside of the phone, so the back of the phone, and then you have it on the screen. But then when you open it up as a tablet, you also need to have some front-facing cameras. Or you don't need to, but they wanted to have front-facing cameras. Right. So they have more cameras on the inside there too. Yeah, and, and something, I just want to touch on this, something they didn't announce or really even touch on is there is a huge notch in, in the unfolded portion of this device. Yeah, I mean, I look at this, I mean, I haven't, Obviously, granted, neither of us have gotten our hands on it. I think that's going to be the key thing with this device is what does it feel like when you're doing that unfolding? Does it feel like you're breaking the device? How long does it hold up doing those? You know, they said it does thousands of hundreds of thousands of unfolds, but does it? Yeah, I think I think Samsung is confident in their design here. I just think uh, it's going to be up to the users. Like, how is the experience using a foldable device? Is it worth it? Does it enhance the phone experience? A lot of the things I was wondering about is common smartphone things like they demonstrated Google Maps in the keynote. Yeah. How do you mount the fold in your car? Do you unfold it and mount it somewhere? Do you leave it folded up, but then the screen's really small? Yeah, that it's, is a good that is a good question. I mean, how strong when it's unfolded like that, how strong and rigid is what I want to know. Yeah, and does it snap in or Yeah, or, like are you just going to be like, you know, mount mounted and then it goes ching, and then it, you have a little V of a screen you're trying to like look at? I thought it could really benefit from a kickstand or something too, like being able to consume media and have it stand up. It just, it feels like it's trying to be a phone and a tablet. It's like all season tires. It's trying to do everything all at once. And instead of doing everything really well, it's kind of doing a subpar job at everything. People may be better off just getting a phone and getting a dedicated tablet. Well, I mean, yeah, but are you going to tape the phone to the tap, like on the back? Like it definitely is. There is pretty cool, like seeing the, what was it? The CEO, I think DJ Co is his name. Um, I thought it was, he, it sounds like he's a DJ, but he's, I'm pretty sure he's from South Korea. So like that's uh, like a, a typical name there or something. I think I'm not quite sure, but seeing him pull it out of his pocket and then unfold it, you're like, oh, that's, that's the wow moment they're going for. Yeah, I, I can understand that. How do you feel about the name, the fold? They really broke some brain cells thinking of that one, I gotta say. Right? That's great. That's, That's great. Like, yeah. That was like, you know, they're they're sitting what? in a boardroom. Hey, anyone got any names? Uh, what about the fold? And they're like, genius. Let's go. Let's do it. Hired. How do you think of that? This yeah. guy's getting Give a promotion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So I mean hey, they, they were the first out to market. I guess they can just take the obvious name. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, Apple is going to work on one and basically so? every other company. So. I, I guess like maybe if they feel pressure to compete. The biggest thing for me uh, is this is a really cool device hardware wise. Yeah, this is pushing the boundaries. This is something well, new and software, too, because they had and to except, develop. Well, I want to okay. touch on the software. I think the software sucks from a multitasking standpoint. Well, you saw I can do three different. Well, yeah, but how well, right? Like, all right, so I've got a tiny little chat window where I can see two message bubbles at a time. If I want to type on any screen, I've True. got a keyboard coming up, taking over half of it. And the interaction of dragging and sliding apps around just felt janky and weird to me. Definitely a huge rip on it the did, iPad Pro. It did definitely feel like uh, they were kind of jamming it in there figuratively and literally. 
Uh, I mean, do do other Android tablets have three uh, like app multitasking? I'm not. I so I don't. Is that I'm like a sure. software feature coming in an update? Then maybe it is. I mean, it does have 12 uh, gigabytes of RAM, so that might be one reason why that's more than a lot of uh, Android tablets. Yeah, it's probably true, and they are pushing this as a premium device, so it's probably going to stay exclusive to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess from for me, uh, wrapping up my thoughts, I think the hardware is really cool. I think we have yet to realize its full potential, and I definitely feel like it is limited in terms of software and usability at this time. I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, my basic thing is I watching the, um, I mean, it, the device looks cool, but I couldn't help but feel like this is a Gen 1 device, you know? Absolutely. When I look back at the original iPhone compared to where we are now, it's like, how were people excited for that, you know? So... I this think, brick. and it was, and it, at the time it was expensive too for what it did. Oh, absolutely. So this is super expensive. I think we're gonna hopefully see prices come down, or at least features and other stuff finally justify the price in the future. You know, a couple generations later. But yeah, for the you know those early adopters or for people who've got money to throw around, it's a great. This thing. I, I'm I really look forward to seeing the reviews of this, yeah. and um, you know. I guess the final question here is, would you buy it, and who is this for? Actually, I think the real question is, when are we going to see the first video of someone just snapping one in half? <laughs> like, that, that... Unbox therapy. You know, there's going to be... Well, is it unbox therapy, or is it, like, Tech Rex, or, like... Some of them, There's yeah. a couple YouTubers that are going to, like, do, like, see how many... Like, the ones who have just money to blow, and see how many you can snap in a minute, right? <laughs> like, stack them up and try... Yeah, I don't know. yeah. But, yeah, are you... Would you buy this? I don't think so. I don't think I would buy it. I think it's the prices of smartphones are already high enough. I mean, basically, yeah, it's arguing two devices, but at $2,000, you're essentially saying that's a that's a Mac Pro. That's a MacBook, Mac, Pro. MacBook Pro. So does that do the same thing as a MacBook Pro or a very good Windows laptop? My answer would probably be no. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I mean, I think you're, we're kind of in the same place on where this is. And I think a lot of people are also in the same place of, well, that's a cool idea, but let, let me, you know, keep working on it, Samsung. I'll let other people buy it for now and then come back to me in a year, two, three years. Down the road. I also just can't wait for the people to be taking pictures with it out in public. It just like this sheet of glass, oh, like no. ready to slip and fall to the floor. Oh, it'll my be God. interesting. Also, the cases and the accessories I was going to say that come out will be really interesting. That's, that's going to be a challenge, too. It's a whole new, yeah, type of product. So, okay, what's next? Next, what they did was the S10s. They really. One thing, by the way, for people who did watch it or didn't watch it, they had this really unique setup where, the, for one, the whole stage was like a screen. I saw this. It was, it was like, like really, it was like, you know, it was kind of like winged out to the sides and then also I, I above. If you were to look at a footprint of an unfolded box. Yeah, that's kind of what it, it was. The bottom of the box was the back screen that you would normally look at. And then the screen extended up and above the stage. It extended down it below stage. where, yeah, where they were standing, and then off to the side. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was, it was, it was like a, a cool design, and it got a little crazy at times. Like sometimes they'd be shooting, they'd get a shot of the person presenting from the side, and she wouldn't be in front of anything, but she'd be like, because you just wouldn't see her in front of any screen. But then they'd be, she'd be talking about what was on the screen. So it'd be like, I can't understand what's going on. But the thing I was going to say is the person who stole the show was this person, Josh. They never I don't think they ever said his last name, but they had this set over on the side that was like a gray background and a table. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And they had him set up constantly demoing phone. Well, not constantly, but they'd be like, and now let's go over to Josh to demo the, this phone. Uh, and he came back three different times, like throughout the 
I think unpacking event. I think I saw him for the fold, and I, I of course missed the rest of the keynote. But that yeah. that's really cool. Very interesting take on demonstrating phones in front of the live audience. Yeah, it was it was it kind of felt like almost a, a TV set or something like that. But it was it was something different than Apple, which does you know they do it kind of as a one stage. Type oh, setup. but but Craig Federighi's demos, oh, I love those. Right. Oh man. But it seemed like this guy really knew his stuff. He knew what was doing, and they the only thing they had a slight hiccup moment was when they were trying to charge the uh the galaxy fit or the galaxy watch on the back of the s10 and it was like it didn't work and he's like oh it's so quick let me just and he's like like sweating a ton going into settings like (laughs) how quick is he just like hits something and re-triggers it was probably some software thing or i don't know but who knows okay so galaxy s10 that's next that's a big one um do you want to like quickly go through some of these specs like what are we looking at here uh, I mean, the main thing is it's. It used to be with the S9, it was the S9, S9 Plus, right? Yep. And then now you have the S10e, S10, and S10 Plus. So three flagship devices. Yeah. From Samsung. But they're still competing pretty heavily. Even the uh, the most expensive one, the S10 Plus, is competing pretty well with the prices of the Apple's. Yeah. IPhones. What What are we looking at for prices here? I think it was. Isn't it seven? Seven well, seven forty nine for the seven forty nine for the S ten E, and then it's, I think it's eight ninety nine for the S ten and nine ninety nine for the S ten plus. Is that correct? Actually, I think I do have this noted somewhere. I'm so, pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I have a good memory. It, it goes basically seven fifty nine hundred one thousand, yeah. and then on the upper end, they did release an S ten plus that has what I think one terabyte of storage. It can expand to 1.5 terabytes, and it has 12 gigabytes of RAM. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah. And basically a rocket-powered phone. (laughs) These phones are packing the latest internals as well. So it's got Samsung's beautiful OLED display, some of the best in the industry. AMOLED. Excuse me, AMOLED. I don't know what I just said, but AMOLED displays. They support HDR10+. That's really cool. Samsung is calling this the next-level Infinity display, and it is featuring... The camera punch Aren't out. They, well, they're calling it the Infinity O display. Oh, really? That's what they're because their last their last one was the Infinity Q. I don't know. I don't know something. Or I think the last one was the Infinity display, the one that's on the S nine. Uh, this one is the Infinity O. I don't know why they call it that. Maybe because the punch out looks like an O. That's it. I mean, and and you know, it's cool when you launch the front facing camera. It actually circles the camera oh, really? like yeah uh, that's a really I cool interaction that animation. That i cool. i was watching marquez brownlee's first impressions video yeah and this is something he commented on you switch from the rear facing cameras to the yeah. front facing camera and this little light circles around the punch out where the camera is that is pretty cool yeah. a very nice feature so yeah otherwise this now uh on the s10 plus you get three cameras on the back uh you have one that's a wide angle regular like your regular one and I think that's a 77 degrees, 12 megapixel. You have one that's a that's 2x zoom, so probably it's around 50 millimeter equivalent. That's also 12 megapixels. And now the new one is you have a super wide 16 megapixel uh, camera on there as well, which they showed some panoramas with it, and it looked really gorgeous. Yeah, that looks like I I mean this is the future of mobile phone cameras, and I think at this point we're gonna see something from Apple related to this. When uh, was the the original iPhone was released? Two thousand eight, right? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay, this is basically ten years later, almost. So, uh, that had one camera on the back. Now we're at three. Now we're at three. An so basically, we're averaging about like 
the camera every three to four years or so. So you can predict by 2050, we should have, what is that? I think 13, 14 cameras on a phone. Yeah, that sounds about right. right and and cool. I want to comment here, the main camera and the telephoto, telephoto camera both have optical image stabilization. Uh, the main camera can change apertures. It's got that f1.5 or f2.4, a very cool feature from Samsung. And the wide angle has no optical image stabilization, uh, but does have that higher 16 megapixel resolution. That's interesting, Gabe. What do like? What do you think? Do cameras on mobile phones need higher megapixels? Are we fine with 12? It seems like we haven't seen a leap in that. In yeah, quite I'm not a while. quite sure why they did the 16 there. I think. I don't know, probably had something to do with the design that they could put a slightly bigger sensor or maybe they realized, I guess with landscapes, you might need those extra pixels, like right? Added sharpness. Yeah, because you get in a lot of information. It's a wide angle, so maybe that's why they did it. Uh, I also think that it's interesting that, uh, well, not it's interesting, it's really cool that it's an HDR10, they all shoot. So you can watch it on HDR10 in the front, you know, the new whatever content's coming out with Netflix or Amazon. But it also can shoot HDR10 plus. That's really that amazing to see. It's, it's like I feel phone cameras are evolving faster than proper DSLR cameras. Yeah, yeah, they, I, they almost, uh, they almost are. I mean, like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Uh, all phones feature the new Snapdragon 855, um, and as we were talking about earlier, the S10 comes with eight gigs of RAM and starts with 128 gigs of storage, goes up to 512. The Plus starts with 8 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, and again, can be bumped up to that 12 gig RAM model with one terabyte of internal storage. Yeah. And what do you think about uh, the smaller, the 10e phone? Okay, I have very mixed feelings about this. Yeah. First, I actually really like the design. I think there's something really nice about the symmetry, the way the bezel kind of goes all the way around the phone. Um, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm unique here. Maybe that's a unique perspective, but I really like the symmetry of it. I think having the fingerprint reader in the side power button is a terrible idea. They should have kept that on the back, in my opinion, or preferably gone with the new fingerprint reader. The ultrasonic. Yeah. Under the glass. That was amazing. Uh, should we touch, I'll touch on this a little bit. So in the new S10 and S10 Plus, Samsung has introduced an under-the-glass fingerprint reader. This is something we've seen before from companies like OnePlus, but OnePlus was using a different kind of technology that required your fingerprint to be illuminated. So you can imagine lying at bed, it's the middle of well, the night. It was basically, it was optical. Yeah, so it's optical. That requires light to bounce off your fingerprint. You're lying in bed, you want to unlock your phone, you just get this pulsing bright light right where your finger that, is that's what i want in the middle of the night when i go to unlock my phone <laughs> yeah this this is because you can see it then you know where the phone is yeah uh no but in it it was slower so this new technology from samsung is faster it requires no light and uh i think it works really really well and uh the fact that they had to sacrifice that to keep the price down for the e is very disappointing to me um i think S10 users are going to be super happy with that experience and the E having that in the side I feel like it just makes it weird to unlock if it's on a table um, It's just like a weird position and uh, It's not going to be as premium as an experience. Didn't they at one point on one of the older devices have the Fingerprint unlock on the side. I I don't know if they had it on the side They had it on the back before which which phone did because there was some phone that had it on the unlock button on the side I know and you kind of like slide it across. 
Oh, uh, Samsung had, you could slide your finger across the home button. That started, I believe, with the S5. Oh, maybe that's what it was. And I yeah, don't think I... they ever, this is the first time I can remember them putting it on the side. And there are some phones, I believe the Razer phone, for example, that has a similar mechanism on the side. Um, and maybe it's okay, maybe it's fast and great, but I really think Samsung hit it out of the park with the new technology, the ultrasonic fingerprint sensor that's under the glass. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, they should have definitely included, tried to include that because that is such a really unique feature right now. If they could have somehow put that in the cheaper phone, that would have been really awesome. Uh, obviously, you know, people are having a hard time justifying paying the prices that these phones are. They're absurd. So the more that they can do to make that uh, entry level one enticing, you know, they they're not really they don't have the incentive because they don't, they want to get people interested in their phones and get them into the ecosystem but they ultimately want them to buy the more expensive phones so it's kind of like if you make that entry level one too feature packed then they're not going to buy the upper you know it's a delicate balance i get why they didn't do it but and yeah anyways the thing uh when are we going to see these phones stetson so we are going to be seeing these phones starting march 8th and how do I know this? That is the day my spring vacation starts. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking forward to that. Free at last. Free at last for one week. Of course, reviewers online are already going to have their hands on these, so we well, can expect... Well, you're a reviewer online. <laughs> Why have you I, not gotten I, one? Drop the ball on this one, I'm Gabe. I'm also a reviewer, too, so I don't turn that question back on okay, me. Okay, we'll just keep it focused on me. Yeah, yeah. I dropped the ball. No. Yeah. Um, one day. One day. One day. One I day. think uh, these are great. How do you feel 12 gigs of ram 8 and 12 gigs of ram this is insane do phones even need this much well uh, by the way no i was gonna say like they were they do the are they gonna introduce a feature on the s10 where you can run six apps at once six <laughs> more more apps than the fold you can't even see all they're getting so small you can't even see the individual that's windows. right each icon is actually a live running application yeah. oh my gosh that is incredible i think well i think the reason you're getting the more ram is to do all the ai and stuff like that especially for the photos uh you know they were showing how the camera can automatically recognize the scenes and optimize photos mode and it can up it i think they said up to 30 different scenes it can recognize which is that's getting pretty pretty high up there I mean, most just regular cameras granted it's not even ai it's just like basic like kind of setting stuff it only has like maybe eight scenes absolutely like so, landscape yeah. macro it's amazing. Again, I feel like phone cameras are just improving so much more rapidly than actual cameras. I'd love to see some of this stuff be baked into a camera. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. Oh, and one thing going back to the fold, we forgot to mention the release date for that. Isn't that like April 5th or something? It's a little ways off. Yeah, we're going to be waiting on that for a little bit. And also now going jumping back i'm jumping all over the place we're unpacking this box and like gabe, we i forgot see stuff. gabe sitting in front of me yeah. but he is actually, actually jumping jumping no, bouncing I'm, off the walls I'm jumping so fast it looks like i'm sitting still but i'm actually jumping back so he's just like vibrating in place exactly uh going back to the s10 the one feature we didn't mention is the wireless charging oh yeah so so my iphone can wirelessly charge is this is this the same as that oh yeah it was never no got you it's not you can actually with these new ones uh they put basically the same uh, coil in the S10 that there is in their wireless chargers. So guess what? If you have you know one of their buds, or uh, you have one of their watches, or you have a bud like a buddy who also has a phone which can wirelessly charge, you can set that on top of your S10, and it will wirelessly charge from that. What I think it's 4100 and 
30 milliamp battery or whatever, maybe 4,300. Oh, oh, wait, I have these written down. Keep talking and I'll well, find basically, them. Well, basically, they made the battery big, trying to justify okay, that them. you charge up another device, but it really doesn't seem that big. So this is definitely kind of a, just more of a cool feature, I think, uh, and something you might use in a pinch. S, S10 is 3,400 milliamp hours. S10 plus 4,100 milliamp hours. Th those batteries yeah. are powering very bright, very... Well, 1,200 nits. Yeah. Of which brightness is, which is really bright. that's ridiculous there's just to give a ref well not a really reference because no one really knows this but uh the top like camera monitors that you'd buy for a camera a thousand nits is usually really bright and that's a dedicated monitor where like literally the only purpose of the thing is to be you know bright enough to see in like daylight so you can see what your camera is shooting so the fact that it does 1200 is it's bonkers that's crazy and yeah. to put this into perspective, one nit is the brightness emitted from one candle. Okay. So go ahead, All lock right. yourself Wait in a room, yeah. lights off, light that candle up. Get, now, now get, now get 1199 <laughs> more in there. Uh, you might want to call the fire department before because I'm going to guess they're going to be needing to show up after you're done with that. When your sprinklers go off. Yeah. So no, no um, we so, do not advise trying to do this with candles, but we do advise trying to do it with the Galaxy S10. Uh, so, okay, let me just get this straight. Samsung unpacked event by them by the way uh they released the most expensive external battery banks of all time is that right yeah yeah i mean it essentially you, yeah you pretty much nailed it That's, so I'll, I'll just pick one up and i'll just keep my iphone 10 charged, charged up with my galaxy s10 doing that oh keep them both in the same pocket the nice glass right? on glass yeah. feel they'll just be charging oh man that would be great all right well Let's go to the other stuff they released because after they after they got through, I mean the S10 uh, lineup that was the big thing that they everyone knew they were going to release. Those are the flagships. Uh, those are competing directly with the iPhone 10s and 10r. So the S10e is priced the same as the iPhone 10r. Yeah. Um, and then the other flagships are actually a little bit less than the iPhone 10s and 10s Max. So. So many S's and 10's and... Oh, my God. You know what I was thinking about that's really interesting things. when they're uh, for this release is the kind of the way we've ended up positioning. Like, I mean, Samsung and, I, and Apple are the two biggest companies for smartphones in the U.S. market. That's correct. Right now, at least. Uh, I mean, obviously, Huawei has surpassed Apple. Um, OnePlus is getting up there. In overall devices sold, I was Maybe Google. Say. Yeah, so there's other ones, but basically what you have is you have... Apple, September, so six months out of the year, then their phones are the newest. Uh, you have Samsung, February, six months, their phones. Well, uh, then they have the Note, though. The Note is the one little, what is going on there? Because they released that gotcha. basically a little bit before Apple's. And I think basically what that is, is so that going into the holiday season, Apple doesn't have an entire, like, we have the newest phones. So they're just being like, all right, we'll just throw one of our other, like, other really good phones. One in. of their million phones they released yeah, in right. Year. Uh, so I just, I don't know, that was kind of a really interesting thing that I thought it's like, it's somehow broken down into this like perfectly organized system. Yeah. It's great for the media too. Like they get the iPhone frenzy in the fall. They get all their yeah. clicks up. Yeah. Now and they're then... going to have articles. Oh I mean, my gosh. I bet if you look right now, uh, Samsung galaxy, uh, S 11 rumors, there's probably already articles up though. Uh, people oh are gosh. always wanting that next too soon too soon yeah, and how can we forget uh ip68 water resistance still has the headphone jack fast charging and fast wireless charging and our daily sponsorship for the episode swappa galaxy Get s9 cut his mic <laughs> no, no, cut his mic stop seriously all right think in your head yes 
last year, last year's flagship, right? That was going for at this least is literally sounding like an seven hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> How much do you think last year's flagship from Samsung is going for right now? Two hundred. No, uh, I realistically last seven hundred fifty dollars. Uh, realistically, I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, granted, I'm now I know you're trying to say it's going for more, but I would say probably like five hundred. We're seeing it unlocked for $374. Wow. And Verizon all the way down at 310 Now, these are the cheapest possible prices, but so that's when you're going with steel, a reliable one. $400. Okay. So we get it. You like Swappa. All right. Thank well, you, Swappa. On, looking forward to that partnership. <laughs> moving on. Uh, after that event, uh, they for all of these, you know, they had different people coming out and stuff like that. So finally, uh, one thing, like I mentioned earlier, is they had the person, the head of Instagram, come out um, for to announce that big partnership where they, you know, basically allowed for the Instagram, camera integration. Yeah, to integrate, and it was kind of funny when that happened because they just said, I, I forget what the guy's name was, but it was like David from Instagram, Instagram um, or Facebook. Well, no, it was from Instagram. Oh yeah, I know this. There, well, Facebook owns owns Instagram, but they do try to keep. Yeah, them, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, please continue. Sorry, you put me so off track there. Uh, but basically, yeah, they the the whoever the woman was who was you know leading the whole like uh, keynote, she was like, and hey, we're gonna have David from Instagram come out and talk about it. And then he's like, thank you, David. Hi, I'm David. So and so, I'm the head of Instagram. And everyone's like, she didn't announce that he was the head of Instagram, so everyone just thought it was like, oh, some this, guy David. They grabbed David from the desk, like up front, the whatever. And like, and then he's like, "I'm the head of Instagram." And everyone, that was actually something that got a genuine applause. I felt like because people were like, "Oh my gosh, this is like the head of Instagram." Whoa, this is a big deal. And that's why I was like, "This event had some like substantial stuff uh, going on." Uh, and the other thing, uh, I we just we I realized we missed mentioning in the S10 uh, is a big thing for video makers is they actually have Adobe Rush. They partnered with Adobe, and so Adobe Rush is now. On your phone, they have a specialized version for the S10, and that's a big deal because I know Apple has iMovie, but one of my biggest gripes as a video creator and social media person is that you really there's nothing to edit video with on an Android device. So having something like Adobe Rush, I don't think you've ever used it, have you? I have never used Adobe Rush. I just oddly just the other day was like looking through all Adobe's apps, and I was like, oh, let me try this out. So it seems, like, you yeah. saw in the future, all right, this is coming soon. Let me get my head around it. How yeah, does it work? Yeah, I mean, it was odd that I did try it out, but it was, I mean, it wasn't for me. It's very much beginner-based and kind of like the quick editing style, but having that on a phone is really nice. That That is really nice, especially with these good cameras and they shoot 4K video, which is incredible. Yeah. And um, yeah, I feel like we've talked about them enough, so maybe we should move on. But before we do, I want to wrap up with would you buy this and oh, who is it for? Okay. All right, that's a good... That's a good question. Uh, I'll shoot that back at you first. Did I answer? Am I first? buying this? Yes. Are you returning it then? Seven days later. I I will be buying it, and you will find my listing on Swappa after I have filmed the unboxing and gotten my use out of it. Yeah. So neither of us are probably looking at this. I think this is definitely. I mean, I I could see a lot of iPhone users, you know, who have maybe held out three years now, and are, their phones kind of are starting to slow down or battery you know they've replaced it but maybe it's starting to get old uh they could be looking at it because these phones are really enticing these these are extremely compelling phones yeah. and i think regardless of what you think about the notch or the hole punch they look gorgeous they are full feature fully packed they have the headphone jack i think this is a big win from samsung and i can see a lot of anyone who's an enthusiast instant upgrade 
anyone who just has enough money to throw around instant upgrade. I think people with the S8 or older, this is going to be a, I mean, it's expensive. So maybe again, swap at S9. Um, but you know, if you're looking for an upgrade, it's clear, this is a new design trend. This is the new phone. The specs are insane and it's going to last you a while. Um, and they also introduced Samsung One UI, kind of a new take on their TouchWiz operating system. In fact, it's a, a new skin basically that enhances the features and functionality for using these larger phones more easily with one hand. And I think I think that's really cool to see. And at, this, is, this is just a big win from Samsung. Yeah. Samsung won, uh, everyone else zero. Until the fall. Until the fall, yeah. All right, moving and, on. And until whatever else comes out this year. Yeah, moving on. The next thing that they introduced was the Samsung Galaxy Buds, which are AirPod competitors and are $50 cheaper than AirPods. They're oh. only $129. I think AirPods, aren't they usually $179? Uh, AirPods, I believe, are 169. 169. I think they're right. at that 170 price point. Either way, it's they're definitely they're substantially cheaper than the AirPods, and uh, they come in three stylish colors, and they have a wireless charging case that you can charge with your phone with your with your expensive power bank. Yes, oh, excuse me, my mistake. Yeah. I misworded that. I don't know what hat words yeah. jumbled. The new S10 power bank. And if you reserve your phone, pre-order it. If you go to Samsung's website as you're listening to this, there's a slight chance you can get free Galaxy Buds with your order. Yeah, and also the uh, with the Galaxy Fold, I'm pretty sure they're always going to be including free Galaxy Buds. Oh, they that. better. Right? I mean, they should give you a like, they should free give tour you of the a, company. A, a free phone in Another, there, too. Yeah, give you the S10 just for fun, because why not? Or just give me an older, like S9 I'll take, too. Yeah, apparently they're pretty cheap yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah, the Buds looked pretty cool. Uh it's really interesting with these like they're trying to always do the same thing right as apple but like they have to have their own design so they seemed a uh, pretty interesting like they looked a, like a decent design i'm pretty sure they had two microphones in them they said one on the inside one on the outside i wasn't quite sure what they meant by that but basically it was so it could ad adapt the noise so I think that it was actually one on the inside of the bud, so it would hear how loud the music sounded to you. I'm not quite sure. Is this is this like adjusting the tonality or the loudness? Well, of the it's music? basically like yeah, if you're in a really loud environment, it's going to up the music volume. If you have that dynamic, that's uh, interesting. Music. Noise? Is there any noise cancellation with these? No noise cancellation, uh, and it's only a six-hour battery life. Okay, are these are these truly wireless buds? Like I can, like yeah. they're not connected in any. They're way? not connected. Yeah, they're just like the AirPods, just wow. like you know whatever other ones from other companies. But yeah, the the severing the tether between it in all ways in that you don't have to charge them with wires you don't have to have them connected with wires and i don't know what other ways it could be it's a wireless world yeah or or they're boldly embracing it uh except for with that still having the headphone jack yeah that's an interesting choice um i think a lot of people will appreciate that and um they could have they could have sold a lot more of these buds if they got rid of that headphone jack i something tells me if they're good they will still sell a lot yeah, especially because they're included and everyone who's pre-ordering right now will get them regardless. Yep. And moving on, the next thing they went to was the two new watches. Well, actually, one new watch and the other one is a fitness tracker, technically. They were very clear to uh, make that... Distinct. Yeah, make that differentiation. Uh, and so basically, yeah, it's it seems pretty cool. As someone who owns a Fitbit and has a Fitbit, uh, the, the one thing was nice is that the fitness tracker actually had a, a week-long battery 
Oh, that's very impressive. And it was a full, like a full color display type thing. So, so what you talked about, they made the difference very clear in the presentation. What were some of the differentiating features? Like, oh. well, do you have the specs on them? Because I, I don't really remember the specs. But okay. what I do remember is that basically they were very clear in saying that, uh, you know, with the Samsung Galaxy Watch, you get the full watch experience. Emphasis on full, full watch, watch experience. experience. And then with a fitness tracker one with the galaxy fit this is more geared for uh people who are you know looking to track their fitness i remember both of them are uh waterproof uh so you can take them for a dip you know go swimming with them uh and of course both of them are wireless charging compatible so like i was saying earlier you know during the keynote they actually had the presenter come over to where josh was sitting the mvp unsung hero of the show josh and uh take take off her watch that she just conveniently had on and you know then hand it to him and he it did eventually charge from the phone but it took him a second so i mean that that's a really cool thing being able to charge the i don't think charging a person's phone is very like maybe in a pinch but really the cool thing is being able you know if you have the, the buds or you have a watch and you just need to charge it up those are pretty small batteries so that won't completely drain your phone Okay, I'm not seeing the fitness one on the website, but I found the watch active. This to me looks like a modernized version of the Moto 360. It's got a circular 1.1 inch display with a resolution of 360 by 360 pixels. Uh, it's got a 45 hour battery life, comes in black, silver, rose gold, and green. Um, is 25 grams. It's got four gigs of internal storage. Uh, and it is, quote, military-grade durability, water, and dust resistant. It looks good. It looks like a good smart watch from Samsung. Yeah. Um, and again, it's weird. Their website isn't uh, the best. No. And I do... Well, the, the watch is also, comparing it to the Apple Watch, it's a round interface. Just for people who aren't familiar with it, kind of to describe what they look like, the, uh, the watch is more of a... It's a traditional round design, right, of the... It's a traditional round watch design with a round display, and it does have a little bit of a thicker border, kind of like the S10e would. Yeah, um, and then the fit uh, kind of looks like, basically, it almost looks like one con like band completely, like the the actual band of the watch blends seamlessly into the display, and then the display is this kind of long, slightly it's slightly curved to your wrist uh, display that is actually a color display. I mean, it's, it's a black background, but it has actually color icons, unlike the Fitbit uh, charge, which is only one color. This reminds me a little bit of the, I want to say, Jawbone Up. Oh, yeah, a little bit, I would say, um, but definitely a better screen. I mean, it's I don't know comparing. It, it has a full color yeah. AMOLED touch display. Yeah. And yeah, this looks like a compelling fitness tracker, I guess, that really deserves a better website. Wow, this is abysmal. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not spend too much time on discussing the visual hor horribleness of their the website. abomination of that the web doesn't transfer well into a audio Pod medium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the products are very cool. Website keys improvement. All right, let's wrap this segment up. And that was so. That was the end of the event, right? You would think. You would Wait, think. No. Well, 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 well before we get there, oh. would you buy this, and who is it for? Uh, well, it's definitely, obviously, for people who are has a samsung phone uh and android users who want yeah i mean fitness tracking there's other android uh fitness watches and other android you know watches in general i still think probably fitbit if you want a fitness tracker 
probably the Fitbit is the best way to go. I think the community makes that really compelling. And just the, I think the cross-platform compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you can go on your computer, you can go on, you know, an Android phone. Oh, wow. iOS device, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think I, I would not buy it, but I definitely think someone who, you know, is into the Android ecosystem, and especially if someone who's uh, in the uh, Samsung Galaxy lineup and loves Samsung, yeah, this is a great, great watch for you, for sure. All right. I, I guess I would say, yeah, if you want, if you own a Samsung, you want to watch, this is the watch to get. If you own an Android phone and you want to watch, this could be a watch to get. If you yeah. don't own a watch, great. This could, this could be it. If you already own a watch, you're you're probably all right. Or you know you want it. What about if you're a sea captain who uh, spends 200 days of the year, okay, on a boat, like a small boat, okay? Like maybe, let's say, 12 feet long. Like, so you're, so it's actually not a sea captain, more like a fisherman <laughs> who just goes out daily in the harbor. Um, and you live, uh, let's say in, uh, I don't know, what's a good, what's a good country? Let's say, uh, let's say Israel, right? You live okay. in Israel. So I'm thinking like something that's on the sea. So you have to be able to go out and fish. Uh, and Israel's on water, right? Yeah. It I, is now. It is now. We're just, we just global warming, boom. And us not knowing stuff. No, it, I'm pretty sure they do because they have a, a really good seaport there. Uh, so yeah, this is a sea captain or fisherman in Israel. Uh, say he, he doesn't actually exercise at all. Uh, he does own a Samsung galaxy S seven and, uh, but he doesn't use it. He actually threw it out and said, get rid of this witchcraft from me. Should he get uh, this device? Yeah. So, um, if we're in that kind of situation, I, I'm not sure if they're sold there. I definitely don't even know if they could deliver there. He may just want to get the phone first. Yeah, and maybe just just come to grips with what current technology does. Hold off on the watch. Yeah. Okay, and one more thing is that yeah, right? Yeah, they basically did a one more thing uh, type release. I know I I think I'd mentioned on an earlier podcast that they might be, or maybe I just mentioned it to you. Honestly, our conversations in, in like off the podcast and on the podcast are kind of blurring, but I'd mentioned it at some point to you that they are going to possibly be releasing the Samsung Galaxy S X. Sorry which was a rumored what? phone and people and no one really was sure about it but basically the only thing they knew was that it was going to have a 6.7 inch screen which is bigger than the S10 plus and so that is actually what they did do they released the S10 5G uh, this phone is like i said huge a 6.7 inch display the standard S10 plus is only 6.4 inches just for comparison and like i said earlier the fold is 7.1 so I have 7.3 for the fold. Okay, maybe 7.3. That's what I meant. I've been switching ones and threes all day. Uh, but anyways, this is a very big, very premium phone. It has a 4,500 milliamp battery compared to that 4,100 milliamp battery on the S10 Plus. And it has 5G, which is huge, except for right now, currently, there is no 5G out there. So it will be huge. It will be huge, yeah. This device isn't going on sale anytime in the near future. They haven't even given a specific date. So they said in the first half of 2019, and my guess is that will probably be pushed up with you know the way that 5G um, rolling out has been going. And I'm guessing that it's going to be pushed back. I think that's a good call. It, it was a very interesting device to see or not see, as we won't be seeing it for quite a while. Yeah, and um, I'm not. I think at this point, if you want a new phone, the S10, the S10 Plus, and the S10e, those are going to be fantastic options. I think it's yet to be seen the true benefits of 5G, and I think it's so new that it's almost not worth getting just yet. 
Well, I think this was really, for me, it was, I mean, the beginning stuff in there was, you know, I mean, the middle stuff, like the S10 and the Buds and the watches, that was cool. But for me, the, what I was saying earlier about this event feeling like kind of like a big landmark thing and actually like a, a key, like earning the name Keynote, you know, like something that was a, you should be like paying attention to. Uh, it was the fold in the beginning, which was like a really a first. I mean, not a first, but so so. Wait, someone might say they sandwiched this unpo- unboxing event between two announcements. Yeah, a little bit or unpacked. They unpacked it and then folded it right I don't know, back that up. Pun did not quite work. Uh, you know, I gave I, it a I'm shot so, and it give just it, fell uh, flat on its I'm face. The, I'm the Russian judge here, being really critical. I'm going to give it a. 5.5 that was like deflating a balloon slowly yeah, when it should have been popped as a pun master i'm just anyways gonna stop continuing now. on uh before i got interrupted by that horrible pun uh what i was saying was that i really thought that having the fold in the front you know a revolutionary device possibly we'll see if it flops or just folds and withers away that was also a horrible pun i've caught your sickness uh and then having the 5g phone at the end really like it made this event as someone who's watching it, like it was pretty cool. I mean, they were talking about with 5G, you know, you're gonna have AR, you're gonna have, you know, so much more stuff that's gonna be possible with 5G. And this phone really, because of where they position their launch in the year, it's one of the first. It's launching exclusively on Verizon. Like I said, they brought the head of Verizon. Actual out. actual 5G network. Yeah. Cough. <laughs> AT and T just erasing 4g and yeah. writing 5g that works doesn't that that's not quite it's how it placebo effect t-mobile coming out with 9g yeah yeah just people just start like what does it even matter like, how many can, g's yeah i just want to remind everyone uh you can also connect to wi-fi with these devices well they do have that was one big thing is they have wi-fi 6 so that's even faster wi-fi yeah protocol. they they rebranded all the wi-fi so there's no b g n a a c now we have numbers. Yeah, it was and like 802.1.0 AC. Like, yeah, it was out of control. 802.11N, yeah. 802.11AC. B, like, they were just, yeah. They finally, yeah, they, they fixed the Wi-Fi naming thing. So this has the, the all these phones have the new faster Wi-Fi. But I really think uh, one thing also that they have in the new 5G version is you have uh, 3D depth cameras on both the front and the back. And so they're really positioning this device to be good for AR, you know, it's a bigger phone, so it's it's gonna it's there. You know, big is the trend with phones, so it's more for the future. You know, more content stuff like that, and then having five G. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. I don't think uh, you're really gonna see the benefits for a phone like this uh, till maybe a year or two down the road once five G becomes a lot more common. But it's just a cool thing to see, and I I would advise people uh, if they want to see a cool video. Go watch. I don't know what it was called, but it was basically the video they wrapped up their event with, and it was a, a kind of a video that almost was as moving as some of Apple's ads. And it, you know, it had uh, almost, yeah, almost, right? Samsung is Samsung. Uh, I feel like their motto with these keynotes would be like, "We're almost Apple." Uh, but basically, yeah, it was a really nice video. They had some song in there that was pretty moving, uh, and then just lots of shots of like. People doing cool stuff with the phone and just kind of like imagining what the future could be. So, yeah, I really, overall, I would give the keynote, I would say this is one of the best keynotes probably in the last five years, honestly. From Samsung or just in general? Just in general, really. Uh, They kind of knocked it out of the park and uh, the devices we'll see, um, you know, I mean, obviously those, the folding one, the Samsung Fold and the 5G devices we won't see for at least a month or two. Uh, So it's going to be 
a while till we see about that. I mean, would you, how interested are you? You do a lot of reviews of carriers and stuff like that. How excited are you or like interested are you in seeing 5G come out? That's a really great question. I think what 5G comes down to for me is first of all, it's an entirely new network they have to build. So unless you live in a city, you're not going to see the benefits at all. And really what it comes right right away, right away. And and even then, like it could be while and like 4G LTE, in my opinion, is plenty fast. I've used Cricket with a cap data speed of eight megabits per second. And that was totally fine for my usage. So I think what it comes down to is if you live in a city and you're constantly on your phone, which which many people are likely and you get 5G, I think that is where you're going to see the biggest difference. That's where getting this device is going to be worth it. If you live anywhere that's not really a huge city. I think you're going to be fine with what everyone's well, been using for one, years. Couldn't the argument be made? Because you were saying you're used, you were fine with your usage at 8 megabits per second. Yeah. Right? Couldn't the argument be made that usage is going to change as we see the rollout of 5G? Like with app developers and smartphone makers being able to all of a sudden have access to a lot more, uh, a lot faster uh, data connection. I guess I can see that for sure. And I think the other big thing is actual phone carriers rethinking how they provide data. The biggest thing I see on my channel is some people will actually use their phone as their sole internet source. Like you're paying a pretty significant amount monthly on the phone. Uh, You might as well opt for unlimited data and then just use that to replace your Wi-Fi, which is how some users can get super high data usage on their phone. Um, And with 5G, if that can really support these faster speeds and have a robust network, I could definitely see carriers in the future like, hey, maybe your phone is your internet source. You get home, you just drop it on a wireless charging pad or dock, and then all of a sudden you have Wi-Fi throughout your house. Something like that, I don't know. Um, it's kind of out there. Again, no, I th- well, I would, I mean, I'm pretty sure at the end, like when of his kind of like speech when he was up there, the, the Verizon guy was mentioning, the head of Verizon was mentioning something about like the broadband home of the future or whatever, something like that, the 5G broadband home of the future. Uh, which is, you know, obviously these uh, carriers are really excited about, you know, expanding what they can sell you. Yeah, what like, all right, we're going to have a monthly subscription for everything. Well, it's interesting because like a carrier like Verizon, right? There's Verizon that, you know, the cell phone company, right? But I'm pretty sure there's a different company from the Verizon that gives you your landline and Fios. Yeah, so it's, it's Verizon Wireless yeah. versus Verizon Fios. So it'll be interesting to see as like, because they're owned, obviously, by Verizon, and then I'm pretty sure isn't Verizon owned? I don't know. It, it, these companies are stacking up faster, like Russian nesting dolls. Ah, it's getting out of control. But it'll be interesting to see how they deal with like competing against each other in a little bit, because that's kind of what's going to happen. It feels like. Yeah, I, I, you know, we'll really have to wait and see. And I think until Apple really jumps on this bandwagon, I think it's going to be a slower rollout. And then once the iPhone gets it, I think we'll see it accelerate in rollout we'll see it accelerate in usage and we'll see it accelerate in benefits and what people are able to do with it definitely and also once they actually get it in some cities absolutely yeah so would you get this phone though i would not get this phone i think it is expensive i don't even know if they gave it did they give it a price i can only assume it's going to be more expensive than 900 dollars. yeah it'll probably i guess around at least and given the other options and what i perceive to be limited benefits or improvements i personally would not buy or recommend this phone and but you would if, like maybe if someone had the money 
you oh, like you said if you have if, the money you're in a city though why are you even asking this question oh, yeah but i'm just saying you just get all three okay, and all right. then enough of the attitude uh no but you'd you'd definitely be better for someone who's in a city where they're going to roll out 5g obviously. yeah i i just want to emphasize that that's where you'll see the difference uh, if you have millions of people all clustered together hogging bandwidth um 5g could really make a difference and i'm pretty sure i heard wasn't it 1 million users per square kilometer isn't that some crazy stat something like nuts uh five, 5g could really help with that and also going through buildings that yeah we saw t-mobile rolling out band 12 support that's a lower frequency so, band yeah so it can penetrate and that has higher penetration through walls so that helped with indoor reception i think 5g could provide similar benefits for other carriers as well yeah Oh, it's exciting for the future. I mean, we're our, we're only barely two months, like a little over two months in, not quite two months in. I don't know. I don't know how I it's want to February, say that. It's February. It's February, basically. 20th. Yeah. So, our, you know, 2019 is still young. Uh, Samsung really, CES came. CES is kind of just a, a tease about a like blip. what could be happening 60 years from now, possibly. You know, it's most of the stuff never makes it to your actual, you know, consumer products. But this is stuff that you will be able to buy for the end of this year. This is stuff people are pre-ordering. And you're pre-ordering right now. You could be pre-ordering. Uh, yeah, so very exciting, I think, ultimately. That's my overall takeaway. From yeah, this. I, I thought this was a very exciting event. And despite... All right, so the physical design of the Galaxy Series phone, I feel like hasn't changed significantly in a long time. But seeing the evolution of the display and the refinement of the design has been awesome. And I think this is an extremely compelling device from Samsung, even given its higher price tag. I think it's right on point with the trend of higher price phones. I think this is what people are looking for. It looks sick. And I think it's going to sell really, really well, uh, especially for Android fans. Yeah, that really... That, I mean, one thing I just want to shout out to is them uh, and point out is that they did the same thing that Apple did with the wallpaper of, you know, on the S10 phone because it has that punch out in the right corner. Uh, they have a wallpaper that just very conveniently, I don't know how it happened. It's, it's, it's not even one wallpaper yeah. either. It's like several different wall. The design overall for their wallpapers on the S10 is basically it fades to black in the right upper, up right upper hand corner. So that guess what? Oh, you can't really tell that there's what is there even a punch out there? Like, is there a camera? Like, <laughs> it's just one continuous screen, right? Next week on Quick News, yeah. we have some woman suing Samsung. Well, Apple did get sued, right? They, that's my point. Exactly. Yeah. Someone sued. Because they did the same thing with the notch. Uh, so apparently they don't learn uh, and are just trying to do the same thing over and over again. But. It's it's a phenomenal display. I think this is going to be a phenomenal phone. It's an unbelievable design. And yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what comes next. Yeah, as... I mean, and we're both. This is we're we're raving about it and talking about this. Granted, we love technology, but we're both iPhone users, uh, and it's even to us, it, it looks like an exciting phone. And honestly, the video capabilities of it and the video editing are the big thing I've been waiting to see because they really have. You know, Android has lagged behind for creators, so I think that's a big uh, up for that. I think it really general. resonates well with Samsung's motto. Do what you can't. They've had really well, isn't great. It, no, isn't it their motto? Do what you do what you can't. No, but it's like do. I don't know what it is. There's, it's like a two part motto. I thought. I know it's do what you can't, but it's like it's just like I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I'm pretty. It's something. Do what you can't. Something. I don't remember. I've my brain is jello by now after watching all their different uh, stuff and reading about Samsung all day. So, yeah. Uh, I th thank you guys for listening to this bonus episode. Uh, hopefully, 
It wasn't just a complete rambling on of us. It was not. This was a phenomenal podcast experience. All right. You can't just trump this. Unboxing and (laughs) unpacking. The best best experience I have ever talked about. The best podcast that you have ever listened to uh, in my life. Uh, I will not have it. I don't know. That's a horrible Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us for this special bonus episode of Pinch to Zoom. We hope you enjoyed. If you liked it, share it with one friend. Or someone who needs to know about the new phone. Absolutely. It was curious to learn more and gabe what's our social where can people find us uh we're still at the same places until we get pinched to zoom uh the just that short username we're still at pinched to zoom pod on twitter and pinched to zoom podcast on instagram and facebook on yeah no one uses facebook and then you can email us in your tech questions at pinched to zoom podcast at gmail.com Send us a question, and you could hear it answered on a future episode. And you also could just hear us reading it and making fun of you, too. That is also a very real no, possibility. That won't happen. I guarantee it. I will I will not let that happen. Mark my word. Two, two episodes later, we're just, like, cyberbullying someone <laughs> oh my gosh. podcast. Don't say that. Yeah. All right. All right. That got too Thank real. you so much for listening. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Yeah. Privately. Through your little earbuds right there okay yeah that's it